Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Hi there. Stan Robinson Jr. here. I'm Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link. And we're excited today to be talking about buyer personas and what we call base searches. And you may be wondering what those are. And I have with me Bryn Tillman, otherwise known as the LinkedIn Whisperer, and of course, LinkedIn expert and uh, sales professional as well. So, Bryn, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, Stan. And I am so excited to talk about this, these two features really on Sales Navigator, because a lot of folks miss sales preferences, which is something that went away about six months ago. Um, and so talk to us a little bit about the, the things that we're going to talk about today. today. Yes. So for, for those of you kind of sales nav old timers, as Bryn mentioned, you may remember sales preferences and how you're advised to set up your sales preferences when you set up your sales navigator account to get the algorithm working for you and so forth and so on. Well, as Bryn just mentioned, they they discontinued sales preferences, but just so you know, sales preferences was still there for a while, but you couldn't they removed the little toggle that allowed you to enable sales preferences in a search. And I was told that, well, by Sales Navigator, go ahead and set up your sales preferences anyway, because it will help the algorithm. So even though you can't, you couldn't filter your searches by the sales preferences you took the trouble to set up, it would help the algorithm. Finally, they took them away altogether, which makes perfect sense. And now we have buyer personas. Now, one thing I didn't know is that sales preferences did not uh, really influence Sales Navigator's lead recommendations. I kind of assumed that they did because uh, why else would you have them? Right. But, but in reading about why buyer personas are different from sales preferences, they said one of the things is that those didn't influence the, uh, the recommendations, whereas buyer personas do. Excellent. Um, so who knew? But buyer personas, basically, it's a way that you can pre-filter at a very basic level. And we're going to talk a lot more about that, how basic this is. You can pre-filter uh, some of your searches and indicate to Sales Navigator exactly who you're interested in. And basically, there, there are four filters. So you have function super broad, sales, marketing, operations, and so forth. You have job title, which can be very, very helpful. You also have geography and seniority. Now, those are the only four filters, and, and that's nice as far as it goes. But as we all know, Sales Navigator has a lot more filters. Mm -hmm. 
So, so maybe someday in the future, they may add some of the additional filters to buyer personas, which we'd be delighted about, but right now it is what it is. Now, one nice thing about buyer personas though, even though the filters are very basic, is that they're extremely easy to get to. Any page you're on in Sales Nav, you can just go to a bar on the right, I think it's just to the right of save searches and click personas. You can set up up to five buyer personas. That's the max right now. Okay. Um, Sales Navigator was saying that they do have two default buyer personas, which are kind of set up for you. But truth be told, I never found them. <laughs> so I looked, I said, okay, you're telling me they're defaults, but I don't see them here. So don't worry about it. You can set up a maximum of five and go from there. What the last thing I'll mention, and then Brent, I'll ask if there's anything else you had on sales, the uh, buyer persona before we kind of jump into more of a secret sauce um, is that you can also, of course, use them as a filter in your regular searches. So mm -hmm. if you're doing a search, you can use buyer personas as a filter to kind of narrow things down in the beginning. That only applies to leads, by the way. What we're talking about when it comes to buyer personas does not apply to account searches, only lead searches. Oh, that's interesting. For yeah, in sure. terms of how you can use them. And if you're on an account page, like say you're on ADP or anyone's account page and you have the insights and and so forth on that page, Relationship Explorer Ooh. that you can kind of scroll down. Um, you can filter the people within that account using any of the buyer personas that you've set up. Oh. So it will show you there's a tab for buyer personas on the account page. Mm -hmm. And you can see, okay, how many people fall into this category that I set up within this particular account? And Bryn, anything that comes to mind? Well, so I, I thought you had covered it all, but now you just like, I had this moment that was so, so intriguing in, in, in a sense in that, that company page, when you go into that and you click on buyer persona, there may be filters that you've chosen in that buyer persona that will contradict the results you're looking for. So for example, you said industry was one of them, right? Or was it, so, what are they? So the, the four are function, job title, geography, and seniority. And seniority. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So location isn't there. So that's good for this particular case. Because you're in different companies in different states and different areas. So if you create a buyer persona, so, so interesting. I didn't love buyer persona before we just had this, before I just learned from you, I, I thought, boy, there's just not enough filters for this to be helpful or useful, but they are the right filters if you're hopping from company page to company page and you just want to take a quick look 
at who are the right people inside of that company. So I, they just kind of got elevated in my mind. I still think from a toggle in the search filter, it's just not enough. Right. Right. So that's where we're going to jump into our secret sauce. Right. So you, you open it and then hand it to me and I'm happy to chat. Good deal. So, we do have a secret sauce. I'll mention one other thing just so I don't forget it because I suffer from delayed intelligence. I always think of the answer that I was looking for five minutes after the conversation is over. So if any of you are using a LinkedIn product um, called Sales Insights, now, if you've never heard of it, ignore what I'm about to say. But if you're using it and you say, okay, we're talking about buyer personas. We're talking about insights as a tab within account pages. How does this all fit together? Sales Insights is a totally different product from Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator is for the sales professional, the sales reps who are looking for opportunities. Sales LinkedIn Sales Insights is a product for the sales operations team. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is new when we were in the green room chatting today, I did not even know that this was an opportunity out there for operations. Um, and this would be obviously if you were a much um, larger company, uh, you know, that you'd have this, but it's interesting because it helps you to estimate uh, market size, uncover white space in the industries. Like that's amazing. And it helped in designing territories and sales planning. So, you know, that's all part of that, uh, you know, kind of advanced operations uh, insights through through Sales Navigator. But it's definitely got caught my attention and I'm going to do a deeper dive. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I, you must be contagious because I have delayed intelligence as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I don't know. Uh, I, I won't say it's age. Um, the, the last thing I will mention, and thank you, Jenny Rock, great to see you here, is um, in terms of what you can do with the buyer personas, when you are, and I'm not quite sure, okay, when you are in an account page and you're scrolling down, there's a way that you can look at growth in the number of people who meet your buyer persona criteria within a company. So obviously it's only gonna be really relevant for larger companies if your buyer persona is um, such that there are, there are many people that fit that criteria. SalesNav can tell you if the headcount has gone up or down or stayed the same over the past three months. So I think that's a huge opportunity um, for, for lots of folks. I'm going to throw out some industries that can really take advantage of that, or at least in, traditionally. If you are a payroll company that handles larger businesses, right? And they move now from 100, you know, 100 to 200 employees over a certain amount of time, you can come in with you know, the value proposition of, you know, once you get over this certain number, you need a payroll company that understands that, right? Mm -hmm. You could be a, a real estate company that a commercial real estate, they may be looking for um, office space, right? I'm, you know, there are so many things that 
that data can help with. So I love that. I love the idea. Here's my perfect buyer. And are they in a company that's growing or shrinking? Are they in a department that's growing or shrinking? That's amazing. Another filter in that, um, which when I go into base search, we'll talk about this again. We're kind of overlapping, but is um, posted in the last 30 days. That active Mm -hmm. filter is also amazing. So I think, because I'm going to talk about that in the base search, let's hop over to the alternative to persona. Although I'm going to take back the alternative. I'm going to say, this is really a, a second option. It's no longer persona versus base searches. Now that I understand how we use persona in the company page that you don't have the option to do that with base searches. So, so what's a base search? Literally, we go in and we do a lead search. In this case, lead search. It could be an account search as well. And we choose the lowest common denominator uh, filters. So it's really like, I want to bring this down. Maybe it's by title. Maybe it's by location if your territory is geographically located. Maybe it's by size of company. So really, you're going through, and there's a lot, but you go through every single filter and really choose, first of all, is this relevant to my search? There are some filters you might completely ignore. So if it's relevant, um, is this something that would be in almost every single solitary search that I do, right? So let's say I'm selling to um, head of HR in companies between 200 and 5,000 employees, Uh, and I have a territory of maybe, you know, five states, right? And I want a certain, you know, so I have the certain size company. I have all the HR titles. I'm doing this search. And maybe because my searches are huge, I only want people in growing companies or shrinking companies, or I only want people that are active on, on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. Or in some cases, I only want people that have switched jobs. If you're a financial professional and you have 401ks to roll over. So whatever your base search is, you create that without relationships. It's just base search and we call it first base. First base. (laughs) So that's that one. Yeah. Now, Now, the other one, and sometimes we'll actually... I said without a relationship button, but we may actually add that one with first degree connection. So you can decide and we're going to go through. So let's say our first, we have all the filters and our first degree connections, which makes first base make more sense. Um, But, you know, now we're looking and we have seven people that pop up. Okay. It's small, but I still want to save this because over time that's going to grow. And this is a dynamic search. So now I'm going to come in and now I'm going to pull in that search and I'm going to change it from first degree to second degree. Now I'm going to identify who in my network knows my ideal people. And I'm going to save that as second base. Right. And so, at, you know, as we go through, we have these base searches that we can pull up every single time. 
Now, sometimes my clients will say, you know, I only want, I have Georgia and I have South Carolina and that's all I've got. Well, you may want to separate them out or you may even separate Mm -hmm. a base search based on city. When I'm in Atlanta, I want to pull up everyone I know or I want to know in the five miles or 10 miles of where I'm going to be. You don't have to create a new search every single time. You pull up a base search and you just make those adjustments. And so you don't have to put in all the titles every single time and the company size every single time. You just pull up your base search and make some adjustments. And I typically will use that over um, persona all day long, but with this new information, I'm going to use persona differently than I thought it should be used. And I'm excited to learn from you, Stan. What a great thing. Same here. So, yep. So this is definitely a both and situation rather than an either or when it comes to using the buyer personas and all the other filters that we have access to. And so Bryn, when you're doing those, the first base and the second base um, searches, so you set up the search, make sure it gives you the results that you want, save it. Save the search. Yeah. The search. And then you can jump right back into your save searches. Easy to find. Um, Now, this is something that may have changed, but the last time I tried saving a search and then going in and making some changes in the existing save search. Yeah, you do have to- It makes it harder. Yeah, you've got to save it again. Um, so, so you're going to wind up with two searches, two safe searches, not, not one. So just be aware that sales nav doesn't always make it easy for you to, um, well, I just want to, I want to edit this search and keep it the same name. Correct. But I'm okay with that. And, you know, and, and I see both sides, but for me, that's what I, that's why I call it a base search. I pull it up and it's exactly the same every single time. So I'll tell you, here's one of the things that we do is now I have my perfect base search and I'm going to throw in one of my absolute favorites, which is connections of. So now I'm going to go see a client and I want to know. So I pull up my base search and all I have to do is connections of. Now I can now resave that search and I could say first base, Stan Robinson, right? Or second base, Stan Robinson, if I want to, whatever I want to call that. But what I typically will do is move from this dynamic search that I couldn't control. It's really just who you know, to a static search. So I'll review and I'll say, okay, so 47 people came up that Stan knows. And I'm going to go through and now... From the saved search, I'm now going to save leads. So I'll go through and identify, here's this big list. I'm going to bring it down to a smaller list, identify exactly who Stan knows that I'd like to meet, and I'm going to save the lead under Stan's connections. So now I have eight or 10 or 12 saved. And when I hop on the phone with him, I can quickly open that up and go through. And and when you save searches, you can take notes, lots of things you can do. So Stan might say of these eight, here are the four that I know. These are the two I'm happy to introduce you to. And you can drop my name on with the other two. 
right? And and so we have a system in place around that. When you start to embrace sales navigator searches, it's so fast. I pull up my second base search, connections of Stan Robinson, and I've got my list. It's that fast. So creating that base search will save you an enormous amount of time when you're out prospecting. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So good. And over time, as we do more of these, we'll be diving deeper into all the different types of filters, mm -hmm. the alerts. Um, um, and so just just to tease in terms of what's coming next, I'm not going to run through all of them. Yeah. But yeah, but there's a lot to look forward to. Oh, oh, give us one or two. Smart links will be another one. Yeah, so smart yeah. links is one of those underutilized tools that's there. And we'll do a session on some of the filters that that are in there, but most of us don't either know that they're there or we've just kind of overlooked them. Um, SalesNav just uh, expanded a category under accounts called technologies used. Mm. So if there are certain products that tend to collaborate or work with your product, for example, and you would love to talk to companies and, you know, software is, is an example of this right off mm -hmm. the bat. Mm -hmm. You want to talk to companies that already have SAP or Salesforce or Oracle or whatever the case may be. Now you can look up, okay, what technologies you can search by technologies used, which for some people will be a gold mine. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to discuss all these things. And I can't wait to discuss how do we respond to the alerts that we're getting. So yeah. all good stuff. I think we have covered pretty well, I believe, the topics for today. And I certainly had a whole lot yeah. of fun. Yes, same here. So these, thanks everyone for joining us. Let's see, Lachelle. Jenny Rock, I, th I know we need to catch up. Um, so thanks to all of you who are joining and to all, all who will be watching on the replay. And of course, join us again, same time next week. And we look forward to sharing more tips with you. Yeah. And side note, wait, because Stan and I are going to be together shortly in real person. And we'll have to have some kind of something to share with you. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk soon. All righty. Bye now. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and Social Selling.